another episode of the Father's Devotion. Today we're exploring the book of Joel. But first, let's commit our time to the Lord. Father, we thank you uh, for your faithfulness, even when we are not faithful. We thank you uh, that you are sovereign and always in control. As we explore highlights in this book, we pray that your Holy Spirit would teach us and transform us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the book of Joel, it's dated around 835 BC. Uh, The human author, of course, is Joel. Uh, Joel was a prophet. His name means Yahweh is God. Uh, Joel prophesied to Judah, uh, judgment in the form of a drought, invasion of locusts, uh, all of which uh, were a sign of things to come, namely the invasion of military forces, the judgment of God. Uh, The phrase, the day of the Lord is used, which indicates both the near judgment of military invasion, as well as the ultimate day of judgment when Christ returns. So with that, let's jump right into our first highlight, which is chapter one. Uh, We're going to be reading verses one, five through six, 13 through 14 and 19. Uh, The word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Verse five, awake, you drunkards and weep and wail all you drinkers of wine because of the new wine for it has been cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. Verse 13. Gird yourselves and lament, you priests. Wail, you who minister before the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, you who minister to my God. For the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. Consecrate a fast, Call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Verse 19, O Lord, to you I cry out, for fire has devoured the open pastures and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. And so we see here in verse one, Joel being the human author of this book and that uh, the word of the Lord came to him. Again, it's a wonderful thing when the word of the Lord comes, even if it comes in chastisement, it is better than the Lord turning away for when the Lord chastises, it is for our good, for our growth and for our transformation. Proverbs three, verse 12 and Hebrews chapter 12, verse six. Verses five and six show uh, the coming of the locusts that would devour the vineyards, which of course would affect what drunkards love, which is of course wine. Uh, Verses 13 and 14 uh, show that amid the pending judgment, the people are called not to be complacent, passive or in spiritual slumber, but instead to lament, to howl, to sanctify themselves, to assemble the leaders and to cry out unto the Lord. Listen, in every age, people face danger, evil, and even judgment. The response of the believer should be to call on the name of the Lord. The God we serve is a merciful God. He looks for our repentance. He looks for our lamenting. He looks for one who will sigh and cry for the abominations that occur. Ezekiel chapter 9 verse for sanctifying oneself, consecrating oneself, dedicating oneself to God, seeking God, crying out to God, even by one person can make a difference in a world bound for judgment. That intercession can bring deliverance to those heading for damnation. 
Now, verse 19 shows uh, that it is to the Lord that we cry. We don't seek the face of people. Uh, we don't cry and complain to people or with people. We don't seek answers so much from people. We cry out to God in prayer. And the consolation is that if God's people who are called by his name will humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, that God will hear from heaven and heal the land. That's Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Let's move to our next highlight, the second chapter of Joel. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 2, 10 through 13, 15 through 19, and 28 through 32. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like the morning clouds spread over the mountains, a people come great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. Verse 10. The earth quakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Verse 15. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, Gather the children and nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations. Verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants. And on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Okay, so we see here uh, the reference to the day of the Lord approaching. Judgment is approaching. Again, there is a near fulfillment of this in the locusts coming to devour the land. However, the ultimate fulfillment of this will be in the end time tribulation period. The command goes out to blow the trumpet in Zion. Listen, there is a time when the alarm must sound. There is a time to call the people to awaken. There is a time for the people to tremble. We are living in such a time where the people of God need to be awakened out of slumber and tremble. Uh, what does it mean to be in spiritual slumber? It is when the people of God assume they are strong when they are weak. It is when their faith is a mile wide, uh, but an inch deep. 
It is when they consider their spiritual strength based upon how much material possessions they have. It is when churches grow by transfers from church to church and not by conversions to faith. It is when churches and ministers are so entangled with politics that they no longer have an independent prophetic voice. It is when churches compromise holiness in order to gain more members. It is when churches are concerned more with money and popularity than with souls saved. It is when the churches are conducting themselves like some of the churches named in Revelation chapters 2 and 3. Uh, it is thus time to sound the alarm. You and I are called to sound the alarm by proclaiming the truth of the word of God in whatever setting God allows us to exist, uh, regardless of the backlash or regardless of the cost. The judgment will be like none ever seen. Verse 10 speaks of the earth quaking and the heavens trembling. So there will come a time when all that we depend upon in this earth will be in jeopardy. Uh, we will then see that it is the Lord God who is the true foundation of our existence. Verse 16 and 17 show uh, that all ages of people are called to gather in sanctification. The elders and the children, God does not just use adults but he loves to move in the lives of young people. So if you're young today, uh, don't think that uh, you're out of the running or God is not interested in you. God has his eye on you and he wants to move in your life. Verse 17 calls the spiritual leaders to weep between the altars. Listen, there is a time for leaders to weep. It is not a sign of weakness or defeat, but of humility before God. Verse 18 indicates that your weeping before God can be the turning point, giving way to the deliverance of a generation from judgment to come, bringing instead victory and joy. Verses 28 through 32 uh, show the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit as we move forward toward the end of the history of mankind on this earth and toward the consummation of the kingdom of God. Note that in this book, before we see the reference to the outpouring of God's Spirit, we see the invitation to fast, weep, mourn, and otherwise seek God. Even the Acts chapter 2 day of Pentecost experience of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was preceded by seeking of God. Uh, and consecration, Acts chapter 1, verse 4, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Uh, but it is important to see uh, that God has promised to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Uh, so what is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you understand who the Holy Spirit is, the third person of the Godhead, fully God, operating throughout history from Genesis to Revelation? Listen, now more than ever, we must have a working relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yes, this passage of scripture is quoted in Acts chapter 2, 17 through 21 on the day of Pentecost. But we must understand that God still seeks to pour out upon all flesh the power of his Holy Spirit. God is no respecter of persons. As you seek him and draw near to him in prayer and the reading of his word, the Holy Spirit will empower you, lead you, guide you, speak through you, and operate through you in a way that you've never imagined. We also see in the second chapter of Joel that God will show wonders in heaven and earth. The heaven and earth as we know them today will change and be altered. 
But regardless of whether the earth is removed or the mountains are carried into the sea or the waters roar, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The comfort is, the consolation is in the word whoever. Listen, it doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter how many times you failed, how many times you've messed up. It doesn't matter uh, how many people think that you're a failure. If you sincerely call on the name of the Lord, he will answer and extend mercy to you. This passage of future deliverance is considered applicable to Israel's future state, as well as the Gentiles who repent and are engrafted into the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 11, 11 through 31. Uh, let's move to our final highlight, uh, chapter three. Uh, we're going to be reading verses one through two, nine through 12, 14 through 16 and 18. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. Verse 9. Proclaim this among the nations, prepare for war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near, let them come up, beat your plowshares into swords, and your pruning hooks into spears, let the weak say, I am strong, assemble and come all you nations, and gather together all around, cause your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. Let the nations be wakened, and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Verse 14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and moon will grow dark and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Verse 18, and it will come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drip with new wine, the hills shall flow with milk, and all the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. A fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord and water the valley of Acacias. So this chapter shows uh, that God will ultimately judge the nations that have attacked or mistreated his people Israel. Uh, we see an invitation uh, for the heathen to prepare for war. God will ultimately fight for Israel, protect Israel, defend Israel. Uh, this passage is considered by many to describe what is called Armageddon. Uh, see also Revelation chapter 16, verse 14. We see again signs of the sun and moon being darkened and the stars failing to shine. What we can gather from this is not just that God will ultimately judge the heathen, but just as the future kingdom of God occasionally burst into the present, there are times when the future judgment of God burst into the present. Therefore, we need to abide under the hand and protection of God. We need to do his work. He has the ability to protect us now and to judge those that oppose what God is doing in our lives. Uh, we are our spiritual Israel, Romans chapter 2, 28 through 29, and Romans chapter 9, 4 through 8. Therefore, in light of this and our covenant relationship with God, we have access to his protection in our lives. He will fight for us. He will protect us. He will defend us. In verse 18, we see indications of a time of peace, which we understand to refer to the millennial kingdom. See also Revelations chapter 20, 
six through seven. So as we conclude our exploration of highlights in this book, uh, we see in this book uh, reference to judgment, uh, but also reference to the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. And finally, a time when peace will reign in accordance to God's plan. So regardless of how difficult the days in which we live become, we must always realize that God is in control and that he is yet seeking for his people to repent, that his mercy will be extended before the day of the Lord when it is too late. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are just and merciful. We thank you that you love us enough to pour out your Holy Spirit upon all flesh. We pray that the presence of the Holy Spirit would saturate our lives uh, more and more each day as we seek you, that we may be agents of godly change in this world in which we live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.